0: Anyone who knows me knows that I absolutely love sneakers. I love them for the comfortability. I love them for their versatility. I just, I love sneakers. And this past summer of August 2020, a shoe came out that caught my eyes as well as eyes all over the world. Warren Lada's reinterpretation of the Nike SB NYC Pigeon Dunks. Now, this shoe would become <laughs> the middle of a... Very, very, very interesting and kind of crazy case with Nike because Nike also caught sight of these shoes and was really upset due to the fact that they did not authorize this reinterpretation. This week on The Label Law, we're going to dive deep onto what exactly happened between Nike versus Warren Lada's settlement, which unfortunately is private. And what exactly did Nike mean when they were calling Warren Lada's shoes a flood of fakes in the sneaker community? (laughs) Yikes. (laughs) This is The Label Law by Grace Azuike, and this is Nike versus Warren Laudas and Warren Laudas LLC. Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in. As always, this is Grace Azuike with The Label Law. And this week, we're going straight into this Nike Inc. and Warren latta's case. Now, thankfully, it's been resolved, so we can also talk about the conclusion and what that means in the fashion law world. But we're going to have to do some little background digging to get a complete full picture of this entire case. Now, we want to start with Warren Lottis. He started this brand back in L.A. in his college dorm room. And while he started creating these garments, he started with DIY. So everything was, nothing was manufactured, really. It was more so of things that had calligraphy on them or hand-embroidered garments and hand-drawn iterations on them. And back in August of 2020, he designed a sneaker, which is a remake of a dunk that Nike had came out with. Now, to do some background on the Nike SB Dunk, that is one of the most—not even—I I was going to say coveted, but really iconic sneakers in Nike's lineup. There has been so many different collaborations when it comes to that shoe. Even the off-white Dunks that I own myself, the Dunk silhouette is known by many in and outside of the fashion worlds, and specifically within sneaker culture. So, back in August when of 2020, rather, when Warren Laudage dropped his first shoe, it was the 40th anniversary for the cult classic Friday the 13th. And it was a green shoe, of course, with the green and white, and it had a Jason Voorhees on the Nike logo. And the Nike logo wasn't exactly a logo. Now, the way this shoe was released was it was on pre-order because he was doing a dunk that he was Customizing, and I'm putting air quotes over that. And due to importing and things like that of that many shoes, it started with a pre order and eventually was to go out later on with more shoes to be sold. Now, just a month later, he decided that he was going to do a collaboration with Nike collaborator Jeff Staple. And back in 2005, there was a dunk that released. It was called The Pigeon NYC. And this iconic sneaker. I mean, I mean, if you know sneakers like <laughs> this sneaker is gonna come as a surprise as it being something that is at the midst of this crazy case, was coveted by everyone, just like I said earlier. and at the time of its release, everyone wanted this Warren Lattas shoe. Already, Warren Lattas was building hype just off of his brand. A lot of people were wearing the hoodies, the t-shirts, things of that sort. So to come out with a shoe, It was, I mean, it's breathtaking one because of the fact that not a lot of designers, especially up-and-coming ones, ever start out with shoes in the beginning of their process because shoe manufacturing is probably one of the hardest things to break into in the fashion industry. But Warren Lauders alike did it. And with Jeff Staple, they decided that they were going to reiterate this new version of the old shoe that was going to be a collaboration with both of them of Jeff Staples, Staple Pigeon. You guys know Jeff Staple is actually one of the designers, I was in charge of the NYC Pigeon when it originally came out. And he discusses in an interview with High Snobiety about the fact that when the shoe did drop, it changed the fashion industry in the sneaker world. It changed the way the shoes were dropping. It changed the way that shoes were acquired. It, it just changed the industry. It was an iconic shoe. So that is why Nike is so, so, so protective about this specific silhouette, especially with this case with Warren Lauders. They weren't playing. And if we go through a timeline of the case, you will see how hard that they fought specifically for this shoe to be taken off of the market. And honestly, for the whole entire brand of Warren Laudas to be deleted from history as a fashion thing. So, I mean, honestly, personally, I think that's a lot, just personally, but Nike is just asserting themselves, which is what most brands do when they want to make sure that they're being protected so as soon as the shoe was actually announced, Nike did not waste any time and went and filed a complaint in California's federal court, claiming that it protects its iconic sneaker designs and its intellectual property in those designs by rooting out bad actors that under not, sorry undermine the DNA of sneaker culture by promoting and selling fakes. So instantly out the gate, Nike was like, this is a fake shoe. We're not saying that it's a reinterpretation of our shoe. We're not saying it's a likeness of our shoe. It's completely fake. And that is where we go into a very, 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 did I emphasize very complex part of this case? When Warren Lauders initially created the shoe, he created it with Jeff Staple, who was the original designer on the NYC Pigeon S B Dunk back in the day with Nike. So in his head, I'm sure he thought, I mean, if Jay Staple sorry, Jeff Staple designed the shoe, why would I need Nike's approval because technically Jeff Staple, I mean, just approved it. (laughs) And on top of it, it's not like he's taking the shoe and saying, hey, this is a Nike shoe. He's literally saying this is a Warren Lottis shoe, but it is inspired by Nike. And Nike didn't care. According to them, Warren Lottis is one of those bad actors because of his corporate entity is currently promoting and selling fakes of coveted Nike dunks. They are emphasizing that this shoe is fake. They want to make sure that everybody knows that we are not a part of this shoe. And even if we weren't a part of this shoe, it's not fair for you to have this shoe out because you are messing up a brand, which is the Nike brand, by creating a shoe that looks like our likeness and also calling it your own. And although the shoe had just been announced, Nike continued to claim that there is already a confusion in the marketplace regarding whether these are legitimate customizations of the shoe or if they're an illegal fake. And personally, like I said, personally, I never once thought that this was a fake nike dunk i never thought that this was supposed to be some haha like we're gonna play a joke on nike and make our own version of the dunk and people are gonna want our shoe better than they're gonna want a nike dunk like i i personally never thought that and i i personally feel like not even a lot of people thought that but at the end of the day that is for the court to decide the fashion law blog by julie zerbo which is my number one favorite place for fashion law information has a complete timeline of the legal developments that happened all throughout the whole entire time of this case so we're gonna go Date by date, I'm not going to include everything, but the most important information that you really need to know when it comes to this case. So October 14th was the first date that Nike Inc. went in and filed suit against Warren Laudas and Warren Laudas LLC. And this is where they allege that he's promoting an offering to sell footwear and apparel that uses a confusingly similar mark as Nike swooshes designed and identical trade dress as Nike dunks sneakers. And only a day later, Nike went on and amended their complaint, updating that someone on Reddit Reddit, posted that they noticed that Warren Laud is maybe actually using photoshopped images of the authentic Nike dunk to promote his fakes. So that kind of put the cherry on top of the ice cream, cherry on top of the cake, whatever the saying is. Y'all know English is not my first language. So, but... That just puts the cherry on top for what exactly Nike is talking about. Like they're not saying like yes, okay, he's coming out with some new shoe that, you know, unfortunately may have the same colorway or the same placing as our shoe. He is literally using our shoe in order to promote his brand, himself, and just adding a little something to the Nike swoosh to make it a little different. So I can see where Nike is coming from with that, but it is far-fetched. Just just a tad bit, but we'll see where it actually ends. Also, remember in the beginning, I mentioned that Warren Lottis originally came out with a dunk that was the Jason Voorhees Dunk Low. Nike also included that shoe along with the Freddie Broccolina chanclas and the Warren Lottis Toxic Greens. So this eventually shows that Nike went back after seeing this one shoe and said, hello, hola, holo, holo, wait, there's more. In the motion for a preliminary injunction, Nike continued to assert itself that its complaint was exactly what they what they were saying in the beginning. He took pre-orders for an unlimited number of two sneakers that are copies of Nike's most coveted limited edition dunks. And I think that also may be where Nike is coming from in the sense of like, this is not some regular shoe that we came out with. This is some shoe that like, I mean, honestly, have y'all... Okay, in the midst of all this, I just want you guys to Google... (laughs) Only one of the shoes that are mentioned in this case, which is the original Pigeon NYC Dunk. I want you guys to go Google it and look on StockX, look on Grail, look anywhere and see how much that people sell those shoes for. And I'll wait. I mean, this the, the podcast will continue to play, but I will wait so you guys can go look. And I think that's part of the reason why Nike is arguing so hardly against this, because that shoe is not just, you know not to be messed up, but just some regular Jordans or something like that. Like These are a very, very, very rare shoe. In this preliminary injunction, we're also going to talk about what exactly that Nike is asking for. And what at this point they were asking for is that they wanted every single dollar that Warren Lottis had made up until this point with the pre-orders of those shoes. Every dollar. Mind you, at the time, the shoes were $300. I'm sure if they were reselling the probably be a lot higher than that, but they were $300 and they wanted every single dollar of it. They wanted every dime. And they also wanted him to stop promoting and fulfilling pre-orders for the date. At Sorry, at that date of the specific shoe, actually all these shoes, but at this time, NYC Pigeon Dunks was the only one that was being taken pre-orders at the time. So they wanted him to stop Taking pre orders and they also wanted him to stop promoting, offering to sell, selling and or taking additional pre orders for the infringing sneakers and or colorable imitations of the infringing sneakers. So that is to say that if Warren Lauders were to say, okay, okay, all right, I won't do the NYC pigeon dunk, but I will do a shoe with that same colorway, I will do a shoe with that same silhouette and just, you know, tell the people like you pre ordered that shoe, but this is the shoe that's coming instead. Nike said they don't even want him to do that. They want to control and Basically, a monopoly over his whole entire brand at this point because shoes were the main thing that he was selling at this point. This is what he was taking pre orders on. If I'm someone, can correct me if you want to in the comments on my website, but I don't even think at this point he was still selling hoodies and t shirts. And even then, after this case came out, as soon as Nike dropped that filing, com to this day is locked. You can't even go on there to look at anything unless you have a password. Now next, on October 26th, in response to Nike's motion, Warren Lotta sought an extension of a timeline to respond. He only had, I believe, in between this time, seven days. So this is exactly a week after Nike went to court saying that they wanted all the money that he has made thus far. He wanted a deadline so that he can come up with some opposition. And also his counsel had alerted the court that it communicated by telephone with counsel for Nike to request that Nike agreed to this one week extension for the deadline. And however, Nike did not agree to the requested extension. And so at this point, Warren Laudas wanted them the court in order to extend the deadline and two days later on October sorry not two days later three days later on October 29th the court said no (laughs) they denied his request completely although they denied it he continued to file a response anyway with his counsel arguing that what Nike is asking for is not necessary, specifically because he already spoke to Nike and knows that one, the staple pigeon OG sneaker, never had been manufactured at this point. And that although the Freddie Broccolini chancla sneakers had been manufactured, Warren Lawless told Nike that it would not fulfill those orders at all. He told his manufacturer to destroy every single shoe and said that he was going to figure out what he was going to do with his clients and his customers when it comes to that shoe. And Nike's report back in November 2nd, Was that they still support that he should definitely not be taking those pre-orders, any money that he got from those pre-orders they want. And they claim that Warren Lauders' opposition itself shows that Warren Lottis has likely not seized all of its infringing activity and confirms that Warren Lottis is still promoting a replacement sneaker, although in their preliminary injunction, they said that he should not be able to do that. There ended up being some back and forth between Nike, Warren Lattas and everything that was happening at that point. But in the end, on November 18th, Judge Mark C. Scarcey sided with Nike. And they did have a few amendments to what exactly that Nike was asking for. Now, instead of Nike being given the money that he had made on those pre-orders, the courts instead decided that Warren Lottas must give those monies back to the customers Specifically because they bought them under the mistaken belief that they were Nike sneakers. At this point, I personally don't understand where that's coming from. But at the end of the day, the judge decides what exactly they're saying. And they also ordered that Warren Lottis had to not refrain, sorry, had to refrain from fulfilling the orders of the Freddy Broccolini chanclas models and or any imitations of those sneakers. And he must stop promoting offering to sell, selling and or taking additional pre-orders for the alleged infringing footwear. And he had 30 days to confirm in writing under oath that he's in compliance with the terms of this preliminary injunction. So, all right. Now, I'm sure a lot of you guys may not understand what a preliminary injunction is, or maybe you do, but just in case, to put it in pre, sorry, in layman's terms, a preliminary injunction is before the actual case has even started, before they have actually full-on gone to trial. So at this point, we aren't even completely talking about the trial. We are just talking about what's happening before the trial and what Nike is asking for. And now we're going to go specifically into what ended up happening With this case, this case started back in October of 2020. But as of December 11th, 2020, Nike and Warren Ladas came to some type of peaceful settlement that they did outside of court and alerted the court that if the court approved of this settlement, that it will bar Warren Lottis from manufacturing, transporting, promoting, importing, advertising, publicizing, distributing, offering for sale, selling any products that make use of Nike's trademark and or trade dress, including its swoosh logo. Trade dress is in a completely different episode. So if you'd like to learn more about that, that's not for this episode, but that is another episode that you can listen to. And it also includes that Nike dunk word marks and the dunk silhouette would no longer be a part of What Warren Lottis can come out with. And this injunction prohibits Warren Lottis from using any other marks, names, symbols, or logos which are likely to cause confusion or cause mistake to deceive a person into the belief that its products are sponsored or licensed by Nike. So that is where we are with this case. As of right now, we don't know if there's some money that's going on with the Nike and Warren Lottis things. No one really knows other than that. But I personally will say, that I kind of understand where Nike is coming from in the sense that at the end of the day, this is their shoe and they should have authorized or been able to have some type of input of authorization before Warren Lotus came out with this. But I do think it may have been just an actual, accidental misunderstanding between Warren Ladas and just Staples of thinking that they could release the shoe without Nike's approval. This goes to say why you need a fashion law attorney. An attorney would have easily caught this personally. An attorney that really is into the fashion industry, who really cares specifically about this, while yes, attorneys are trained in this regardless of if they're fashion attorneys or not, I understand that. But there's a difference between someone who is like, okay, I'm going to do this job because it's my job. And there's someone who is, I'm going to do this job because it's my job because I'm very passionate about this specific industry. And I mean, that's what this my podcast is for. That's what this is for. Literally for that type of stuff. As always, I want to thank you guys for listening in on this week's episode of The Labor Law with Nike Inc. vs. Warren Laudas and Warren Lattas LLC. If you haven't already, you should check out the website. Just dropped it on January 1st of 2021, New Beginnings. And you'll be able to see different articles about every single episode. You'll be able to get resources. And also, you'll be able to make comments. <laughs> i always ask you guys to leave me some type of review because i just love feedback but now you'll be able to make actual comments on the website and i can see it and i can also see who's saying what <laughs> but as always thank you for listening this is the label law
1: Bitch, I bet when I was 21 my favorite gun was a seed growing up i was a running babe. We ran we ran once. i got shot sweat started running. She like he like hunt, I'm kicking pimpin' like I punt. But that shit, shit sweet. I'm talking sweet them meat. I talk like he like he sleep. We ain't doin' too much talking. I'm talkin' like a like a speech, like the president. I kill him meat. I'm talkin' like like freak. I'm talking meat like fleek. I'm talkin' like a like a geek. You come with beef, I eat the beef. I'm talking, spelling spelling beef. Lord, it's a rose I like it's, like it's deer I'm talking rose like deer I'm pulls like a, bulls like a belly Like a new car, I got two keys to skid like a shit, like a cherry seed. Then I heard they been pulling all week I'm name like, name like, who is he? You get it? <laughs> I said I'ma use a name like, who is he? Got some gold, long leprechaun sheets Deep, sleep short for deceased Big bells along the paddock I'm it. In, i I'm it. In Don't try to take it. I got guns. I'm it's not, it's not, not pellets. I watch the game from the floor. I'm put first, put first match. I'm talking wood, pants down. I'm boys like them, Boys like them clowns. I got my meat off a of monkey. I'm playing like your meal, like your money. All your diamonds partly sunny. I'm playing like the sun, like the sun. My diamonds, weighted cost me money. I'm talking like it's, like running. like it's running. I'm talking weird like Katrina, like the like the sun.